The Literary Life is produced in association with WEFT Community Radio at 90.1 FM, Champaign, Illinois, or online at weft.org. Hi, I'm Amy Hassinger, and this is The Literary Life. I just finished a novel called Following Disasters by Nancy McCabe about a girl named Maggie Kate who inherits her aunt's old house at a transitional time in her own life. The house seems to be haunted with the spirit of her aunt, a woman whose one ambition in life was to have children and raise a family, an ambition that was sadly thwarted by her illness, lupus, an autoimmune disease. Oddly enough, I read this novel on my way back from visiting Milledgeville, Georgia, the location of Flannery O'Connor's childhood home. Flannery O'Connor, one of our great American writers, was also afflicted with lupus and died young. When you visit her family homestead, named Andalusia, you can see the interior of the house just as it was when she was alive, the small desk with her typewriter by her bed, her crutches balanced against an adjacent bureau. I kept thinking of those sad-looking crutches as I read following disasters, of lives cut short and dreams thwarted by disease. But Following Disasters is not a gloomy book. It covers a wide range of emotional territory, including humor. I want to read you a funny scene that comes toward the beginning of the novel. It's Valentine's Day, and Maggie Kate and her friend Erin are in high school, complaining about boys and love. Here it is, an excerpt from Following Disasters by Nancy McCabe. Nancy grew up in Kansas and has lived in Missouri and Nebraska. Earlier today, when other girls had talked about their cards and flowers and Valentine's dates, I'd had to douse my flicker of regret at breaking up with Richard. But now my regret had died away. I was secretly amazed at how Erin had insinuated herself into my life and taken it over. Her presence was like an unexpected gift that I hadn't realized I wanted so much. But just as I was thinking this, Erin dropped the chocolate back into the bowl and started talking about the college biology major guy named Francis she'd been dating. He had confessed to having feelings for her. He's not at all my type, Erin said. I need to figure out how to let him down gently. Dread twisted my stomach. A light in Erin's eyes made me think she wasn't entirely telling the truth, that maybe, for once, this was someone she was really interested in, and I was tired of her deserting me all the time. If she did it for random guys, what about when she had a serious boyfriend? My mother had always seemed to abandon me whenever she got involved with someone, at first preoccupied, later depressed. Erin waited for me to say something but I didn't. I was afraid of sounding needy or accusing. He's the kind of guy you'd go out with, actually, Aaron said. Boring, I asked, with depth and wisdom and character. I sifted through the bowl of heart-shaped candies that tasted like sweetened chalk and said things like, be mine. Love sucks. 
I rained a fistful of conversation hearts into Aaron's outstretched hand. I feel so guilty, Aaron said. How do I get rid of this guy? I'm afraid he'll be devastated. She smiled dreamily. I flipped one of the hearts to its blank side. With a felt-tip pen, I wrote, Love sucks. Aaron printed on another, You jerk. We scribbled faster and faster, screaming with laughter as we shoved the hearts back and forth. Drop dead. Go away. No way. Hate your guts. Eat worms and die. Not with you. Then Aaron started writing two-parters. On the back of one that said, let's fly, she wrote, into the ground. To be my queen, she added, Anne Boleyn. The great thing is that anyone who eats them will get sick from ink poisoning, Aaron said. Nancy McCabe's Following Disasters was published by Outpost 19 in 2016. Thanks for listening to The Literary Life. Please write with any comments or questions. You can find me at www.amyhassinger.com. Until next time, keep reading, keep writing, and keep leading the literary life. The Literary Life is written by Amy Hassinger with music by Daniel Davis. It is produced in association with WEFT Community Radio at 90.1 FM or online at WEFT.org.